Let's take a look back at the beauty community circuits February 2019. Were we being duped into liking an already failed product? Is makeup still non-inclusive? And e.l.f. says goodbye to its stores. I'm Hanya Marie and welcome back to the Beauty Buzzing Podcast. Hello everyone and welcome back to the podcast. Today we will take a look back at beauty releases from the month of February 2019, including Tarte's Face Tape Foundation, Benefit's Bronzer Shade Expansion, the Urban Decay Naked Reloaded Palette, the introduction of Revolution Beauty Skincare, and Elf's sad goodbye to their brick and mortar stores. Here we go. If you're new here, I am taking a look back at the previous year's month, every month in 2020. So for February 2020, we're taking a look at beauty releases from February 2019. Now, of course, I can't get to every beauty release, but I want to try to focus on major releases or events that happen in the beauty community or beauty releases to kind of look at what happened, what we liked, what we didn't like, and what we're still talking about. So February 2019, there were quite a few launches, but one of the ones that stood out to me was the Tarte Face Tape Foundation. Now, Tarte had already released the Shape Tape Foundation after a long-awaited buzz on uh, social media and really a lot of fans asking for a Shape Tape Foundation. Tarte released a few years ago the uh, shape tape concealer it instantly became a cult classic um it's high coverage um it uh was long wearing it was really a, a cult classic really just all across the board now it doesn't seem as important because let's be honest a lot of makeup brands have copied a similar formula of the shape tape uh, concealer and now you can get that same sort of concealer for much much cheaper from some drugstore brands and online brands that are really popular so to get back to my point <laughs> Tarte released the shape tape foundation and they immediately botched the whole release of that foundation they didn't release a lot of shades which really shook up the community people were not having it the uh as as per usual the deep and deep dark category was almost non-existent and the shades and undertones were just not there um for me i always have the problems with foundations even if there is a deep or deep dark uh category because of undertone i have a neutral undertone i think i mentioned that last month and so because of that i i always know that foundations are going to be tricky but in particular the uh, shape tape foundation when it was released um in 2018 i believe there were not very many shades for, you know, brown skin girls. And if in, well, people, let me not say girls, men, women, people did not have a good shade range, did not have good shades to choose from in the deep and deep dark category. And the ones that were provided were kind of orange, honestly. And so that was a, a critique as well. The whole thing was just botched. Then they went on to Twitter, I believe, initially. Again, this is back in 2018 when the Tarte shape tape foundation came out they went on social media and said well we will be expanding the shade range um but we wanted to make sure that there was a foundation available for um beauty lovers in the summer because we know the shades could be different in the summer or something like that some weird sort of explanation for why there weren't enough shades that really 
annoy beauty lovers even more because there's this idea that okay well yeah if you are of lighter skin or you tan maybe you are a different shade in the summer than you are in the winter I am usually a different shade in the summer than winter because I do spend a lot of time outside in the summer so I do tend to tan in the summer and then I am a little bit more true to my natural skin tone in the winter but that doesn't mean that in one part of the year I shouldn't have a foundation in another part of the year I should have a foundation that just doesn't cut it and furthermore if you are of a lighter skin tone then you are accommodated because there is a shade for you when you're pale or when you are non-tan and then there's a shade for you when you are tan or when you decide to self-tan or whatever the situation is that whole drama really put a damper on the tart shape tape foundation and as a matter of fact what the company seemed to do is later on in the year of 2018 they seemed to add the, the foundation expansion to the shape tape foundation but not talk about it as a matter of fact, I remember not seeing any sort of re-release information on their social media at all. The way I found about the Shape Tape Foundation and their, and adding more shades, I think they ended up adding 10 to maybe 15 more shades. So, um, and I think the foundation shade now, the shade range now is even larger, um, they ended up adding more shades and I found about it, found out about it on ultabeauty.com. I just so happened to be browsing Ulta Beauty as I do often. Um, and I saw that there were way more shades. There were something like 40 shades or something like that. And I said to myself, well, wait, I don't remember them coming out saying, hey, we've, up, we've extended the shades, new campaign, new marketing, nothing of the sort. And I think they did that strategically, obviously, because they didn't want to sort of rehash uh, the drama and the um, outcry of disappointment and frustration that happened on social media, particularly on Twitter. I remember there being a lot of talk back and forth about how disappointed and disrespected people felt about the launch of that Shape Tape Foundation. So now that I've caught you up, let's go back to February of 2019. So in February, they released the face tape foundation and they started off with 50 shades okay i see seems like they corrected themselves they marketed that foundation a little bit different um obviously the big thing was that right from the get-go they came out with the 50 foundation shades um they marketed the foundation as hypoallergenic full coverage with a natural finish it's supposed to be transfer proof and waterproof all these great things now the good sisters over at over on social media and over online and in Reddit uh, took what Tarte uh, put out there as this new foundation and with their um, the detailings of the formula and compared it to the Shape Tape Foundation and and I oop the foundations looked to be almost exactly the same formula. So it seemed like Tarte tried to kind of dupe us into believing there was a new foundation when in reality they took essentially the same shape tape foundation with a new formula and a few in a few different a few different small details and then remarketed it as the uh, face tape foundation. You already know social media went crazy once this had kind of come out. I first saw 
the comparison of formulas, I believe, on Reddit. I love Reddit, always on Reddit. Reddit has the good tea, if you did not know. But I read about it then, and it sort of rehashed everything again from the previous year. People are upset. Okay, well, now why are you changing the name? And then giving us essentially the same formula. Now, look like a little bit of just from the little bit that I know about formulas, changing the order of certain ingredients can change uh, the finish um, of a formula, you know, or, or change how the formula looks on the face. But from what I remember, and I probably should look this up again, but from what I remember, there was very little, if any, change at all from the formula and the ingredients and the way, the way they, um, in the way they formulated the whole foundation. Now the marketing was different, but the formula seemed to be the same. Looking back on February 2019, I can't speak. Looking back on 2019 and that release, what do we feel about the foundation now? Nothing. I mean, Tarte has seemed to kind of pull away from promoting a lot of their complexion products. I think that they misstep and continue to misstep when people really um, expect more from them and want more from them. I mean, Tarte is a very popular um, beauty brand and there is much expectation that they will do things the right way. In recent months, they have released um, a concealer and a few collaboration products, but it seems as though they've been, you know, taking a backseat on complexion products. My hope is that they stop misstepping and they really start living up to what people really expect and what beauty lovers want, which is a great product that is new, innovative, um, worth it in terms of quality, and that represents all shade ranges. We'll see if that happens. Next up, the Benefit Cosmetics Hula Matte Bronzer. Now, if you know anything about cult beauty products, you would know about the Hula Benefit, the Hula Bronzer. This matte bronzer is a cult classic. Everyone loved it who could fit the shade, meaning, you know, light to almost, I would say light to light medium skin tones love this bronzer. It is one of the best selling Benefit Cosmetics products ever and many many beauty lovers revered it as a holy grail must-have product but oop, the problem is that it really only worked for a certain shade range so if you were um, fair to I would say you know light light medium maybe you could fit the original hula bronzer but other than that you were kind of sol a few years ago Benefit decided to uh, release the Hula Light Bronzer, and that bronzer was supposed to be specifically for fair skin tones, which was, you know, a hooray for all of my fair porcelain sisses out there who um, loved the bronzer but really needed a shade that was a little bit lighter and a little more, a little bit more neutral. Great. In February 2019, after. I probably would say a year. I think the Hula Light had been out for maybe almost a year at that point. Um, so again, you had the Hula Light bronzer and then the original Hula bronzer. Benefit decided to release a few more shades of the Hula Matte bronzer, which seemed like a long time coming. Um, 
two shades in a bronzer is not really effective, is not really helping the large market of makeup and beauty lovers who bronze their skin. I mean, myself, even, even with my deeper complexion, I bronze my skin too for you know, different reasons. Sometimes you want to contour and chisel a little bit more and you use bronzer for that. Sometimes you want to warm up your skin. Sometimes you want to um, add some dimension to your face after um, having a foundation and powder on. There's lots of different reasons why people of color, deeper color, would use a bronzer. And I guess they're the same reasons as anyone of a lighter skin tone would use a bronzer. So, Benefit came out with two more shades of the Hula Matte Bronzer in a caramel shade that is supposed to um, help medium to deep skin tones and the Hula Toasted shade, which is supposed to be a deep bronzer. Now with the marketing of the matte bronzer, you see swatches that look as though the bronzer would be able to fit a number of skin tones. But I think in the reality, once it came out and once uh, beauty lovers started to play with the shades. The, even the deepest Hula Toasted shade was not that deep. Um, I would say out of the four shades, Hula Light, the Hula Original, Hula Caramel, and Hula Toasted, you're really not getting into the deep shades, um, deeper skin tones at all. So a lot of uh, makeup lovers will use MAC MAC shades to sort of indicate their shade range, well, their their shades and uh, what a product would fit. I am in the um, NC, NC or NW50 range and I would not, I would not purchase the Hula Toasted, even the deepest shade for uh, NC, the later part of NC50. So NC54, 55 and, and below or um, deeper than that, there's, I don't think that the Hula Toasted would really work for you. So in essence, is this bronzer even really um, a good shade expansion? No, not in my opinion. I mean, well, fit, by comparison, Fenty Beauty came out with bronzer and I believe they have six, six to eight bronzers available. And even, even I can say with that shade range that does better than most, there's still room to grow with even the Fenty bronzer. And I can only think of two brands at the off the top of my head that carry bronzers for deep skin. Um, powder bronzers. And that's a, that's a sad thing to say. Bronzers really are and should be for all skin tones for a number of different reasons. And I know some people talk about, well... You know, do people of deeper skin need bronzer? Are you really looking for a contour? And I think my approach to that is, well, if people of lighter skin get to have bronzers and contours and can use them interchangeably or whatever way they want to, so should people of deeper skin. We should have those options to use bronzers, contours, um, in, in whatever way we choose. We should just have them available. Things should be equal across the board no matter what, because everyone should have access to the same product. We're still struggling with that. Benefit Cosmetics has been struggling with that. Um, it's not just the Hula Bronzer. It is their foundation shades, their concealer shades. They have continually struggled to really be inclusive. Um, and unlike Tarte, they really don't make any excuses for why they 
are this way. They just come out with their products. It is what it is. They receive backlash and they just keep on trucking. So do I feel that that's going to change in the future and that benefit will really um, focus on shade expansion and inclusivity as one of their main goals? No, I don't. I think they've decided this is what we do. They've come out with products since then. Most recently in 2020, they have already come out with a um, a, a new concealer, I believe. I know they um, created their Boeing concealer, 12 shades. Um, the shade range for that was decently even but definitely more work to do on that and I believe they've come out with another product too another complexion product but it kind of just is what it is when it comes to benefit cosmetics I think people who love the hula matte bronzer love that product if it works for them and if it does if they can't use the product they just use Fenty or um, they may use another brand um, to combat that it's kind of is what it is situation Urban Decay released yet another Naked Eyeshadow Palette for $44 in February 2019. This time, it was the Naked Reloaded Palette. Basically, what uh, Urban Decay did was they retired their Naked 1, 2, and 3 palettes that were um, loved by a lot of makeup lovers, but, you know, no one was really talking about. There didn't seem like a lot of people were renewing or um, repurchasing their Naked palettes at one point in time. They decided to do vaults where you could purchase uh, all three versions of their original Naked palette before they decided to discontinue it. And there was a little bit, seemed like there was a little bit of resurgence in um, um, in makeup enthusiasts purchasing them to have new versions of them a little bit. But other than that, I mean, we've already been past it. The thing that happens in the beauty community is that so many products are released and so many similar products released and so many dupes of original products are released. Once a product is kind of old, you know, which could happen in a matter of months, it's sort of forgotten. So I think it was smart for Urban Decay to come out with a new line of naked, I'm using quotations, but you can't see me, naked eyeshadow palettes. The Naked Reloaded, however, was mm, it left a little bit of something to be desired. I could see where they were going with it. The naked palettes were always neutral palettes, always palettes that to me really didn't appeal to um, people of color um, because the shades were so neutral and so um, light that a lot of the shades really wouldn't show up very well or really have that sort of um, colorful uh, nude look for people of color but the naked reloaded um, did show some vibrancy but some of those pale shades just were not working um, if you have seen shades and you've seen the swatches it's pretty much the usual story looks great on certain skin tones doesn't look so great on the model that they had for deeper skin tone overall I think people um, liked the palette but it sort of came and went in terms of you know um use of the palette videos and tutorials and things like that on the palette and then people kind of moved on and since then urban decay has released the naked cherry palette and the naked honey palette i think those were a little bit seemed to be a little bit better received but other than that naked reloaded was just meh it's there. It's still available. $44 on Urban Decay's website. I believe it's also available um, at Sephora and Ulta Beauty. 
There's nothing really to write home about. I think that um, in recent times, the uh, Naked Heat palette was, you know, it's still talked about a little bit. People love that palette, the Naked Cherry palette. The Naked Honey collection came out at a really good time because they also released their um, their Stay Naked Foundation, Stay Naked Concealer. They also partnered with um, singer Lizzo to kind of promote that too. So I think the Naked Honey Collection was really something that resonated and kind of lasted a little bit longer in the minds of beauty lovers and makeup enthusiasts. So they did a little bit better with that, but I, I don't really hear about anybody talking about the Naked Reloaded palette. Anyway, move on. UK-based brand Makeup Revolution uh, launched Revolution Skincare in February of 2019 with a load of products that targeted different skincare concerns. So not only do they offer face masks and serums and cleansers and moisturizers, um, but they also offer similar, similarly to uh, The Ordinary from Dyson, a um, plain packaging, just the ingredients you need sort of branding and formulation. Um, the prices are on par with The Ordinary and um, other drugstore um, I, yeah, I would say other drugstore skincare brands, and it is available nationwide. Revolution Beauty ships worldwide. If I, yeah, they do ship worldwide. I'm looking at it right now. And they also offer a range of their Revolution skincare at Ulta Beauty. I think one of the things that Revolution Beauty does well in general is introducing products for, for it for affordable price points where you're getting really good um, products for the value. Uh, one of the things that is always hard to figure out in the beauty space is how to market your products so that they seem affordable but don't seem cheap. And I think Revolution Beauty does a really good job at that. Now they have received some backlash on the makeup side for basically duping popular products. But at this point, we all know that even brands of similar price points, even brands that um, are high-end brands, dupe similar products from each other. Um, so it's, it's not something new, and I think everybody should just get over it. It's always like that. You know, any product that you buy, Especially in the U.S., there's going to be a high-end version, there's going to be a drugstore version, there's going to be duped versions that are super cheap, and they may not all perform the same, but, you know, the copies of copies of copies is something that's, you know, done over and over again in any industry, and especially in the makeup industry. I think I talked last month about how um, products like, products um, like, foundations and concealers are duped by similar similar brands and then brands that are you know drugstore brands too revolution skincare i think just does it well they do it really well they you're getting you know eleven dollars ten dollars um i think even some of their products are you know nine dollars and that's really good drugstore pricing for serums um for moisturizers i'm trying to take a look now to see so they have um, their Hydrating Hyaluronic Acid Serum for $10. Um, they also offer a nice 15% uh, Niacinamide Serum 
for $14. They also offer a blemish serum, a 2% salicylic acid blemish serum for only $11. These are pretty good prices uh, for bare bones um, ingredients. And so I think when Revolution Skincare came out, it was more of a hooray than anything else because there aren't very many affordable skincare brands. I think beauty lovers are really looking for something more elevated, something that's targeted. So if they have fine lines and wrinkles or they're looking for uh, products to help with discoloration or acne and things like that, or they're just looking for a hyaluronic acid to boost the hydration in their skin. I think that the skincare game for enthusiasts is on a whole nother level than it was five years ago or even 10 years ago. So brands like Revolution Beauty and Revolution Skincare really are changing the game. As a matter of fact, at Sephora, although we all love the ordinary, they have they have continued to introduce brands that have affordable skincare. Uh, the Inky List is one of the newer Sephora brands that offers affordable but um, uh, well formulated, simple skincare products. So I think this was well received. Uh, I see beauty lovers on social media and you on YouTube continually using Revolution Skincare. I think it's a positive thing for the community and I think they'll do more. Maybe I'm biased. Do I sound biased? Yeah, I'm probably biased. I do like it. I, I'm, I'm all for it. Last but not least, speaking of affordable skincare and makeup beauty brands, Elf Cosmetics decided to uh, close all of their brick and mortar stores in um, around February of 2019, they, they had 12, uh, why can't I talk today? They had 22 stores, 22 brick and mortar stores all across the country. And they decided as a brand to close those stores and then focus on online sales. Now, I think this wasn't really a surprise to a lot of enthusiasts because, um, Elf was, Definitely a brand that was purchased in store, whether it was, you know, drugstore or Ulta Beauty um, online. They had a lot of success, but I don't remember a lot of people checking for in-store um, elf purchases. It was reported by Revitalist that the store sales only accounted, the, the in-store sales only accounted for about 5% of total sales for the brand, which isn't a large a large percentage at all. So when you think about it, maybe their overhead cost just wasn't worth it. Maybe it wasn't worth it to keep um, the stores open. Um, another source reported that uh, the shares were down for Elf overall, that they had um, totaled a net income of about nine to $10 million, whereas in the previous year, they sold about $20 million. So overall, I think Elf, um, made a good decision by closing their stores. I don't think anybody was really sad about it. Um, no one was really like, oh my God, Elf, I was just going to visit them yesterday. No one really cared. So they closed their stores, but it didn't really change much for us. I mean, you can always go to Ulta Beauty. You can always go to your local like Walgreens, Rite Aid to purchase products. And then of course, Elf Online. Elf really has a, a, a good uh, website. They always offered um, discounts and percentages off. They do free shipping a lot and they actually have a, um, a really good rewards program where um, however much you shop, like per, they give points per dollar and then at different levels you get to get um, free products. So um, if you spend a certain amount at this tier, 
um, then you can get free shipping. Then the next tier, you get three full-size, you know, gift products and that sort of thing. So they have a good program online, and I can see why they just decided to cut their losses from the brick-and-mortar store and just focus online. Now, the other thing is that I feel like Elf has a lot more competition than it had in the last few years. So it's 2020 now, but I remember 2017, 18, well, more probably 2017, Elf didn't have as much competition for its drugstore, uh, super affordable products. Now you have brands like Revolution Skincare. Um, there was, um, there what's that brand that dupes everything? Um, I can't remember the brand now, but there are lots of brands that dupe uh, makeup products from larger more expensive, higher quality, not not high quality, luxury makeup brands. Um, And they offer essentially the same prices as e.l.f. um, or maybe a little bit more. So there are a lot more options out there for beauty lovers who want to buy makeup, but don't want to spend a ton, a ton of money. I mean, there's just a lot of options. So I could see why Elf maybe may have been struggling with trying to keep their sales up. I think that they did a really good job of introducing what they have now with their new skincare line. Um, it's available at Ulta. I've seen it online. Um, it seems that their specialized sort of products are doing well. Um, their moisturizers and primers are pretty popular. Uh, and I think that they're really trying to keep themselves in the game. That's what I was thinking about. ColourPop. ColourPop is really giving Elf a run for their money. They're slightly more expensive by like a dollar or two per product, depending on what you're getting. But because of the just exorbitant amount of social media coverage and hype around ColourPop, same thing with Revolution, Makeup Revolution, Elf is really struggling to kind of keep or stay afloat, but they are making themselves relevant. So we'll see what happens. Okay, so I feel like I've rambled way more than I should have, but um, that's what happened in February 2019. What do you think? What do you think about the Tarte Face Tape Foundation debacle? Will they get their ish together or will we just continue to have to read them every time they come out with a new product? What do you think about Benefit's bronzer shade expansion? Did they expand enough? Um, Do you use the product? Should Urban Decay just like let the let go of the whole naked series of eyeshadow palettes? Are you here for it? Do you use Revolution skincare or drugstore skincare, or do you just buy skincare from trusted, more high end, um, high end brands? Do you trust that drugstore or online brands can really do skincare right? And what do you think about Elf closing their brick and mortar stores? Did you even notice? Let me know. Um, Let me know by sending me a tweet. Um, Hit me up on Instagram, DMs, send birds or canaries, whatever you want to do. Just reach out to me. That's it. Thank you for taking your time out of your day to listen to this little podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, consider following at New Belize on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. New Belize on YouTube and Pinterest. New Belize News on Facebook and the Beauty Buzzing Podcast, of course, wherever you enjoy podcasts. Bye-bye.